the God's Purposeful Women podcast. I'm your host, Erica Smith, joined with my sister and co-host, Tiffany Javier. Today we have a special guest. We have my niece, her daughter, Miss Brittany Jordan. Yay! Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? I'm glad to be here. Thanks for joining us today. Yes. yes. Of course. So, um, today's topic, um, she kind of gave us an idea to talk about... Um, baggage. She didn't call it baggage when she told me. She was talking about, you know, some things that you grew up with that you probably should, you know, unlearn and, you know, learn new things. And essentially, I was like, I think that sounds like baggage. And so um, that's what we're talking about today. But I want to give a definition of baggage. Um, so we're all on the same, same thought. Okay. So baggage. One second. So I'm gonna give you the definition that um, I'm gonna give you two definitions. So one definition of baggage is personal belongings packed in suitcases for traveling. And I wanted to read that one because it says it's packed for traveling, and it gives you the idea that your baggage you're just gonna go with you somewhere. Yeah. Right. And so the second definition of baggage is past experiences or long-held ideas regarded as burdens or in- impediments. So, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. So, um, Brittany, what are some some baggage, some good baggage or bad baggage that you see right now in your adulthood that is good or bad that you brought with you? Um, well, I'd have to think. <laughs> okay, I'll come back to you. Miss Jean-Bierre. Yes. What is some baggage, some good or bad baggage? Um, I would say uh, one bag that I had to drop off <laughs> was the bag of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, our family, um, there's a lot of fear, mm-hmm. that, that, that spirit of fear. And um, you don't realize that that's what it is until you, you know, really work on yourself. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I was always fearful to go out there and do do things that, you know, people may say stuff to me about or whatever, but um, but at the same time, I am a go-getter. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, just going out there, you just never know. You don't know what that next step is going to lead you. So I had to drop off that um, bag <laughs> of, of fear. Mm-hmm. I say for me, um, we grew up my single mother and um, money was tight and so um like now i'm like super cheap mm-hmm. i'm super cheap because of i mean and it's not like a bad thing that you know you have because it actually taught me how to manage money now i have a huge family i have to learn how to stretch dollars you know what i mean so i said that's a good baggage is you know living in you know an environment that there's not a lot of money it taught me something mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what you think Brittany? Yeah, now that um, you know, I'm listening to you all's examples of baggage, I'm recollecting ideas of what my baggage could possibly be. And that might be like um, expectations, like trying to meet other people's expectations, whether that be my mom or family or just uh, society or you know, my followers on Instagram, you know, just trying to meet expectations. Um, and I've had to learn, I had to like really think about my why 
and why am I trying to meet expectations or um, why are they important to me or you know whatever the case is but um, I think that ties into like being a little bit of a people pleaser and trying and a little bit of a perfectionist um, because it's like I'm not gonna lie like my mom had to like she sort of like everything the way it was so it's in me it's like everything has to sort of be how I, I like everything I don't want to say perfect because I'm not a perfectionist but low-key it's it's a little bit of that so I've just had to learn like um I just had to learn how to just let things go and to just focus on my why that's good Bray. I think an, uh, another bag that I had to drop off was um worrying about what people thought of me mm -hmm. like now I don't really care what it is that you say or maybe because I've, I've experienced so many times um, you know people mistreating or saying things to me sometimes in my face and sometimes not <laughs> but just the bag of worrying about what people think like we're not here for that you know so just dropping off that bag and, and so I can pursue um, what it is that God has for me to do or whatever it is my heart's desire um, just dropping off that bag yeah I think I can definitely relate to that like I still deal with that to this day and it's hard to avoid it sometimes it's like subconsciously that it's like trying to please people or um, you know caring about what other people think of you sometimes it's just it's so embedded in like just how you move sort mm -hmm. of like you get up, you get dressed, you don't want to go outside with a bonnet on because you don't want people to think you're crazy. Mm -hmm. So it's just so so much embedded, you know, into just our everyday life. So sometimes it's hard to to let that go, but it is relevant, especially in my age, my, at my age, I'm 25, and my generation being on social media, and, you know, you're putting out this presentation of yourself, not to say it's fake, or whatever the case may be, but that's not everybody's story. Mm -hmm. some, for some people, it is fake, and they do care a lot about what people think of them. So I think that that's probably in everybody's bag, a little mm -hmm. bit of, of that. Mm -hmm. Well, I have one. Um, close-mindedness. I'm around a lot of people who are just very close-minded. Yeah. Very close-minded. They do things one way, and that's it. Like, I learned a new route to the grocery store, and I'm trying to tell people, and they're like, no, but you gotta go this way. I'm like, but this is quicker. Mm -hmm. Like, so I've learned like to be a little bit more open-minded. Does mm -hmm. it get me to the store quicker? Like, so we, um, you know, grew up eating the same old stuff: spaghetti, you know, hot, hot dogs. dogs. <laughs> without, without the hot dog bun. Right. We 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 grew. Yeah, up. We there, we didn't use that the bun as a <laughs> yeah. We used the bread. Remember, right. it was right. just the, the bread. Same. We are still trying to use the bread, but I'm telling them we got a little bit of bread now. We can buy the bun. <laughs> My husband has to introduce me to salmon. Am I saying it right? Salmon? Salmon. Right. He does that to me too. He's like, you're not even saying the word correctly. <laughs> he has introduced that to me and many other recipes that I didn't grow up eating. And I was like, this is so weird, but it's delicious. Mm -hmm. It's delicious. Mm -hmm. um, but I wanted to read the scripture in Romans, Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And it says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. And I wanted to read that because everything every childhood experience we you know experience it left us with baggage that could be good or bad and god could use it for his glory mm -hmm. i think um 
there's a reason for everything. So, you know, he doesn't just um, allow certain things to happen just because. There's a reason why certain things happen. And so once you have that understanding that, okay, God is in control of it all. There's a reason why I'm struggling with this thing or not. There's a reason why I had to go through this or not. Um, then you have a you, you kind of have a better understanding of what God is really trying to do in your in your life. Right, right. On one topic, I want to talk about friendships. Um, some friendships can be hard for me because some of my girlfriends will come with a lot of baggage, and you know you're always trying to like you know help them and give them advice. And sometimes you take on their baggage trying to help them. Like, do y'all have those situations? Like, how do you what do you how do you deal with those situations? Um, I'm at the point now where I know, I know my friendships, friendship relationships may have been lacking because we weren't like-minded. Like I've, I've realized like I have a few high school friends, but high school friends and like adult friends are different because in high school y'all, y'all was in the same place every day. Y'all was just hanging around the same people. But when you get to your adult life and your lives are changing, y'all go through different routes and you have different motives, you know those relationships may not stay the same or they may not stay at all. So it's like now I'm at the point where I have to be around like-minded people who have similar goals or whatever the case is. But um, being that I do still have like high school friends, sometimes their baggage does come on to me because it's like you want to help them or, you know, and I'm an empath. So I get empathetic with people's problems. Like I want to help them. I want to like um, care for them or whatever the case is. But um, I've had to learn to just like, <laughs> Sort of what mom does is just redirect them to God and then just sort of let it go and not not try to internalize so much of what they're going through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, I had to learn that to, to redirect them to, to God because I was at one point carrying not only my load but their load and I, you know, would get exhausted and, you know, couldn't understand why because I'm carrying other people's stuff. So, um, I learned to really direct them to God, you know, he's the only one that can help you, you know, at the end of the day. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a listening, I, I'll listen, I'm a listening ear, um, and I may give a little bit of, of advice, but ultimately, I'm going to redirect you to who can fix it. Now, let's talk about relationships okay. and baggage. Any of you guys want to speak on that? What do you mean? Like, okay, so in dating someone, like, I want to know your baggage right up front. I'm going to ask you a hundred million questions. And I'm that's just me. I want to know those things. I'm not going to just be like, oh, I'm too scared to ask. I'm going to ask later on, you know. I want to know, like, okay, if you have a good relationship with your mother. Like, do you know your father? Like, how many children? Do you plan on getting married? Like, all the things. I want to know all the things up front. So, <laughs> so I'm married now. Um. And I've been with my husband since we were, well, since I was 18. He's a few years older than me. But I didn't really have much of a dating life. But even at that time, I knew I wanted to date to marry, which looking back now, I probably should have been worried about being date, dating to marry because I was only 18. But I was asking those questions at 17, 18 years old. I wanted to know everything, like, that could be potential red flags. Like, I wanted to know, you know, just sort of all those things that you mentioned. And... It, it, it wouldn't be coming out like a hundred questions on the first day, but I need to sort of, you know, like break it up upon the day or whatever or slide a question in there. 
just to play it off or whatever. But I think it's important to um, know some important things of hand, um, you know, firsthand because it just will determine whether y'all, whether you want to stick it through or or if y'all journey is going to be complicated or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since I've dated. Um, however, when I talk to people or uh, my friends and they're still, you know, out there dating, looking for a husband, the advice that I get, give them is, yes, ask those questions, you know, that you guys mentioned, but you got to go a little bit deeper to find out where the real baggage lies. And so some of those things are generational, like, um, you know, how, how's their, their parents, their grandparents, you know, their great grandparents, what, what, what did, what were they involved in? Um, you know, things like that, because that's really where you're going to, um, identify some, um, characteristics, some traits. Um, and I know it's kind of weird because nobody really is going to be asking questions about your grandparents or stuff like that. But I need to know because that tells a story. It tells a story. And I think it's very important for you to know those type of things versus surface. Because when you're first dating, everybody, I mean, they're not going to give you everything. They're not going to give you the truth. So, you know, in conversation, I want to know about your grandparents. I want to know, you know, were, were they together, you know. You know, stuff like that. I was going to say, like, it needs to be, like, I know, like, in some families, like, the culture is you bring the person you're dating to your parents. Yeah. To tell your parents to get an idea of the person. But I, And I feel like that needs to be more common. Yeah. Like, so that your parents can actually get a feel and give you some advice on, you know, maybe they haven't, maybe your person that you're dating didn't say it, but your parent can pick up on a red flag that you may not see. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting that you brought up, like, the grandparents because, like, I've learned just with my husband that that's important because although I did ask him those questions, um, if their perception isn't, like, 100% of, 100% reality, then the answer that they're going to give me is skewed. So, like, and it, you know, we discovered years later that a lot of his relationship um, inspiration came from his grandparents and the way they interacted. So it was it was a thing of that that like that didn't come up till later. Yeah. But um, but yeah, sometimes you do have to get deeper, and sometimes you may not really fully understand that person until you see a close in those situations where he's interacting with his family or mm -hmm. um, you know whatever the case is, but. It's, it's hard how do you how do you go about those questions or how do you go about that without seeming to you know like yeah i'm not going you know the first couple of days i'm not going to you know run you okay yeah. questions i'm not going to do it but you know i'm going to get those questions in <laughs> you know if if i was in that situation i would get those questions in because you you have to know because things skip generations so you want to know general general um information about their history, you know, because things, you know, travel from generation to generation. So that's just, you know, part of it. But also spiritually, you know, everybody say they go to church um, and then they pray. But what is your relationship like with God? Because, you know, if I'm looking for a husband for the ladies, if I'm looking for a husband, 
I need to know, are you hearing from God? Because you are, you know, you're going to be leading the house. So, you know, now it's like, okay, do you hear from him? Do you hear him? Do you know, um, what's your prayer life like? Um, you know, so it, you, I need to know spiritually, where are you? Have you, have you read the Bible? Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, these are things no, yeah. that I tell my friends. Like, these are these are some of the things that now looking back, because right. you know I've been in a relationship for a long time. Those are some of the things that's a, that's very important. Right, and I understand like everybody has baggage. Everyone's going to bring something to the relationship, whether it's good or bad. It's just about are you willing? Are you personally willing to deal with that thing? You know what I mean? Um, whether it's like I said, a no-brainer, ladies. He needs to be a Christian. That's a no-brainer, you know. Like she was saying, he needs to be spiritually sound. Um, but other things, like okay, you know, if you notice, like if you go uh, go on dates with him and you see his house and you see he's messy, okay, you you know that's a red flag. You know he. But why messy. are you messy? Like what? Right. Like what? What is causing you to be a hoarder? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like right. that. That's some right. And something. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's something deep there. Right. Yeah. I think it's important to pay attention to all of those those signs because it's like if you don't pay attention to it on up, up hand, like on first hand, when you first see those things and you just, oh, you know, maybe it's maybe it's just today or you try to give the benefit of the doubt, just keep those in mind. Like you gotta pay attention to those signs because they're gonna come out later. Like there's a saying, I don't know word for word, but like when people show you themselves, like believe them oh yeah you gotta but you should believe them yeah and, and since we're talking about baggage if um what you pray for is not showing up <laughs> then right you need there. to right. You, right you need to wait right until what you pray for show up that's right so why are you even going to consider taking that bag on or that person with that bag like why right. right you you ask specifically for a certain person and and the counterfeit thing showed up mm -hmm. so why are you even going to entertain it so that brings to unmet expectations Brittany you, you said that earlier um there's a scripture in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12, and it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. You have to be very careful about your expectation in your relationships, friendship, you know, dating relationship. You have to be very careful about the expectations um, because there's a reason, like you said, why someone could be messy. It goes deeper than the surface, you know, level. So, and then you are you're upset because you're like, well, I thought you know when we finally got married that he was going to help out cleaning, and you just have this expectation like everything's yeah. going to be grand, and mm. it's just not that. Way. Don't even do it to yourself. Right. Don't even do. It. And like, um, yeah, you need to know like the why certain things are what it is, but you know, just the the thought like how people think. You know why why do you even think that way like. Is it because of daddy issues? Is it because of mommy issues? Those are bags. Like, are you willing to, to carry those tote bags? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I just think people have to understand everything's deeper than what it is. Yes. Like, understanding the why, understanding why people think. Not everybody, like, thinks that deeply. And not everybody thinks it's that serious and all the things. I mean, I do. Clearly, like, we do. Like, we have... A desire to want to know more about why you do what you do mm -hmm. but I think 
anytime you're in any sort of relationship with anybody, whether that be friends or whether that be like um, a loving relationship, whatever the case is, you have to want to know. You have to think deeper because everything is deeper. Everything is spiritual. Everything starts from something. Like, so, you know, everybody just has to like do their due diligence of just asking why. <laughs> and and um, explore uh, healing from traumas, from, you know, whatever the trauma may be, whether it's, you know, your childhood traumas or relationship, whatever, um, seek healing so that you can be whole, you know, and know what baggage looks like. I was going to say, Brittany's wearing the perfect shirt for today, Jesus and Therapy. I was just about to say that. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, guys, Jesus and Therapy. You'll be doing yourself a disservice if you don't have Jesus and Therapy because... When you are hurting, your elbows break double, your elbows broken, who you go to the doctor? You, you got a toothache, whatever, you go to the dentist. If you're having problems up here, you should go seek therapy. Like, it's just a thing that you should do, and it's okay to have therapy and Jesus. Just like God created doctors, God created dentists, God created all these different professionals to help you, He created therapists. Mm -hmm. So just go seek that. So you, you use a therapist, right? Yeah, I actually, well, I stopped my services a few months ago because I, I was in service with her for a few months and I just felt like, okay, you've helped me with what I needed at that time. I can like, you know, go on my own. Yeah. But now I'm at a point again where I start stressing about different things. I'm in school, I, I work, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, you know, just all these different things and different goals. So I'm considering, you know, going back into therapy, but... Yeah, I did have a therapist, and me and my husband did see a couple therapists before we got married, and um, it's just, I have nothing but good things to say, because ultimately, they're just helping you see yourself, if that makes sense. Like, sometimes you need um, input from the outside looking in, because our perceptions of ourselves may not be what it is in reality, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, I have nothing but good things to say about therapy. Yeah. I'm willing to go to therapy at some point because I mean not that I I need it you know what I mean like in their degrees I feel like where you know people may feel like I need to understand why this is why am I reacting this way but yeah I would I really want to try it out one of these days because we kind of had a traumatic childhood I guess to me it don't seem traumatic but to others looking in they're like wow like that's traumatic like yeah like yeah. we didn't seek counsel I'm like no I'm just out here living my life as you know childhood and adult and not even knowing that I'm carrying something from that because to me maybe I just thought like it wasn't traumatic I just made it like a facade you know I adapted to my environment and I didn't think it was a thing but when people looking from the outside like hold up how'd you even get through that you know what I mean like so yeah I need to say I'm I think at some point I am interested in you know and, and like Brittany said it helps you see you mm -hmm. from a different perspective so you know, you're going through life thinking you're okay and there's nothing wrong. I'm not saying you per se, right. but you're going through life thinking nothing is wrong with you. You got it all together. But your friends, your family can clearly see that there's something, you know, that you need to address. And if you don't heal from the traumas of life, then you're doing yourself a disservice because you can you can let go of some of that those bags you know, and be free. So I think um, it's very important that you, you, you seek some type of healing, whether it's a, a, a therapist, a mentor, a coach, some, someone else mm -hmm. to help you see things from a different perspective. Mm 
Have you been to therapy? Mm-hmm. Are you in it now? I have a mentor right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, this has happened recently to me. So um, my sister talked about us dealing with fear. And so there was something I wanted to do. I wanted to do for the longest time. And it seems like silly. Like I wanted to join the choir at church mm-hmm. forever. I always wanted to sing and join the choir, any church I was at. And something was always stopping me from doing I would like tell myself excuses as to why I can't. Or they got enough people or like, oh, they don't have a choir stand. They just have like praise and worship. Like, I would tell myself all these reasons as to why. And recently, and with the encouragement of my children, I was like, you know what? This is the season I'm going to do it. I'm going to push forward and do it. And um, and I told some people on my um, God's Purposeful Women group that I was attacked in trying to do, trying to push through with something I always wanted to do. But the Sunday that I finally sang, actually this past Sunday, um, I dreamt of something and uh, I felt like it was a release. Like I released something that had been keeping me bound for so long. And so, yeah, I, I recognized that there was baggage there. I needed to get over that fear. I needed to get over whatever fear. that was. The bag, yeah. of fear. the bag of fear. And I pushed through. And I finally was able to do it. And so now I'm like, okay, I shouldn't have any more issues. I can do this confidently now. I think that's um, that's huge. And I think that's common within our family is self-doubt. Because it is, it's an extension of fear. Um, but man, when you overcome self-doubt in a certain area of your life, that just feeling of like, wow, I overcame this, is just so like big. And it's so, it's something that you want to keep feeling and it's something that you... It's just that revelation itself is just so beneficial. And um, I think, uh, like I said, yeah, I think that has been something that's been a, a baggage in the family and personally, I can like say it too, because sometimes I still do it, um, like self-doubt. And again, subconsciously, like I don't do it on purpose, right? But sometimes when you just start thinking about things too much, all the what-ifs and all the doubts, all the negative things just start to, you know, play along into that also. But um one thing I've learned or I came to realize is that um, typically anything that you're really scared to do or talking yourself out of is typically something that you're supposed to be doing. And clearly the enemy just wants to distract you from doing it because clearly he knows that you need it. Um, but I think that's why the revelation of coming over it is just mm-hmm. so big. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. I had another thought. I'm trying to remember. She said something that was, you, what you said was really good. I'm trying to remember what my thought was. Um, <laughs> It was, it was about self-doubt. Um, oh, so I remember what it was. So, um, so to me, sometimes I'll look at my life and I'll, I'll be like, well, I haven't accomplished anything. And not like, not like the world's idea of success, but from my personal view, my idea of success is different. Like me being married, have children, and I'm sane. I have my right mind. You know what I mean? I go to, we're going to church. Like that's success to me. Um, but for the longest time, I was like, I haven't done anything like it doesn't and and so what I'm talking about was like what I wanted to do when I was in high school like I was like man I I wasn't even strong enough to continue that path like I can't do anything you know what I mean and so um that helped me down a lot too because I'm like well I haven't done anything that I feel like I should have been able to do but and but as I grow God has shown me there are feats that I have gotten through like I recently um had a baby without epidural like I always wanted to do that my fifth child I finally did it and I was like well I was able to do something but I kept telling myself I wasn't yeah I think that's good that's actually something I 
talked about in therapy like that um, feeling of not meeting your own expectations because like with me and my college experience um, I didn't go right after high school um, in fact I went to I transferred to maybe three or four different schools um, depending on where I was living at or what my goal was at the time but um, just the journey to get through college and then the roadblocks or the life changes that happen in between sort of like you know it just changed my path around a little bit like I had a daughter before I'm still in college right now um, I had a daughter and got married before I got my degree and sometimes you can just overthink about overthink about your journey and just be disappointed and like or compare yourself to other people like oh they were able to get that done super quick but it's taking me forever or whatever the case may be but um yeah sometimes uh I forgot I don't know where I was going with this but I got distracted <laughs> but I think what I'm trying to say is that um sometimes you just have to like you just have to appreciate your journey and whatever that might look like to you because God will reveal to you and that's what I was that's what I was gonna say my therapist she just helped me appreciate my journey if that makes sense she helped me to realize that okay i did want a family before before school like family was more important to me than school was at one point in my life so i, I accomplished that i'm i'm happy with that part if i have nothing else i have a beautiful healthy daughter um so you know she just really helped me to appreciate the fact that it's not about um when you get there it's about how you get there so yeah anything else you want to well, I will close us with this scripture. Um, it's Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. And it says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. So, I thank you all for joining us today, and that's all we have for you. See you next time. Bye. Bye.